All the thoughts and ideas you hear on the show are just our opinions. We have no affiliation with any restaurant or business whatsoever. We're just two guys having a good time talking about food. Enjoy the show. All right, Tasty 219, Season 2, Episode 1, Season Premiere. What's good, everybody? My name is Larry. As always, I am here with Greg. How you doing, man? Real good. We had an excellent day to kick off the first episode of our second season. We have a lot to talk about. We do. We had a sick day, actually. I had an awesome time all day. We have special guests with us uh, live for our taping. Uh, so that's something new for us. That's true. We are also in a different room. We are in the easternmost point of the 219 area code, Dude, I think. for real. If we were any more further east, we'd be in New Jersey. I had to laugh when we were coming here from the restaurant. We had the GPS up on, on the screen, and literally there was nothing around. It was completely blank <laughs> except for the cross street. So um, <laughs> before we go too deep, who are we here with currently? We are with the podcasters that are soon to release their podcast from two mics, one basement. (laughs) (laughs) That name is so crazy. We have my son, my third son, John Frame. How's it going? What up, man? And his friend, Devin Corley. There we are. Who is hosting us in his basement. Oh, you're going first and last name, like, all the way. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to look me up later. That's that's for real. I don't need it all that out here. But, yeah. Yeah, so we're glad to have you guys along and um, plug your podcast, and hopefully you have great success in what you do. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you. Well, we are at your house. (laughs) (laughs) So... We had a little tweak to our intro music. That's one of the changes we have for season two. No, it's uh, it's it's subtle, but uh, if you are a musician, it'll notice it just generally sounds better. It's a little refresh. Well, yeah, that that's a good way to put it. It's a little refresh. I uh, I changed a couple of things here and there. It's uh, it's a little more digestible, and I like it. But I'm a music nerd, so who cares what I think? So if you've listened to our podcast before, you know that we pre-podcast usually at a local brewery. Today we pre-podcasted at two places, a coffee house and a brewery. Yes. So tell and, uh, us about the first place. Well, the coffee spot we went to is um, one of the many locations that Fluid has. Fluid has their main OG um, location downtown Valpo, like over by, it's like right next door to Stacks and uh, where uh, Sage used to be. Correct. Um, and right there, and it's like, I mean, it's a, it's a coffee joint. Like, you go in, there's all of these cool local business stickers all over the door, and they have, like, their locally roasted coffee, and it's awesome. Um, what, they have a location right downtown Crown Point. No, I shouldn't say downtown Crown Point. It's not. It's, it's on, on Broadway. Broadway by Strax, by where all the development and stuff is. So it's not, it's not a downtown thing, kind of a suburban uncool spot so eh, you know yeah but uh no it is good um we went to their bosco location which um as far as the word bosco goes that is in the name do not know what that means um do you it's i don't it's directly across from the valparaiso police department underneath the new condominiums that they built but uh that location itself is it's really wide open and pretty the staff there is rad. They have a podcast studio in there where you can actually just go in. And, like, when I say podcast studio, I just don't mean they have, like, a soundproof room. They have a soundproof room with 
mics and mixers and all kinds of outboard gear and all this super cool stuff. And I went in there. I'm like, what? What? Why do you have this? This is amazing. Right. And super we, cool. We were um, given a tour by the manager there, Tori, who was so um informative yeah, big shout out to Tori. you were very rad and helpful and super nice to me so inviting respect. us there back to do a podcast and i think we're going to take them up on it um but yeah we we enjoyed that stop absolutely so from there we went to zorn well do you want to talk about the drink you had at fluid or is, is that what thing you want to say for the fluid episode? yeah i think so oh, well um Real quick, I'll just say I had a nitro at Fluid, and I drank it really quickly and got super caffeinated, and that's that's, that's how I live life, so shout out to y'all. And Thank you're you. still super caffeinated. So. I stay caffeinated, baby. Okay, from Fluid, we went to Zorn Brew Works, and that's on 9th Street in Michigan City, and that was a very inviting place, someplace I'd like to go back to and hang thousand out. thousand percent. I would love to have some of their food. Yeah, exactly. So that leads us into bringing... Um, two beverages for tonight's podcast yes for myself i brought the happiness is all the rage fruited sour it's a kettle sour brewed with passion fruit and mango and it's probably one of the best sours i've ever had and you're uh you're a sour dude i like my you get sour dude tattooed across your knuckles <laughs> he won't do it he won't but I, I love knuckle tattoos and every time i think about an eight letter word or two four letter words together you're tempted First thing that pops in my head is knuckle tattoo. I it's, love it. It's so fresh and crisp. It's almost like it's almost like an orange juice. It's that good. It would wake you up in the morning really right well. Orange juice. Shout out OJ Simpson. And then for you and our guests tonight, we picked up the After Two New England IPA because my son John uh, asked for a citrus IPA. And silly me, I forgot that we showcase this beer on the lemon rice soup episode we did which was the exact absolutely the last episode that we did yes so (laughs) but i mean in in your defense um it was a sunday i had just gotten off work i ran to the grocery store to get a beer to do the show and i was planning on getting like a Oh, what's the brewery right off 65 on 9 Mile? Not 9 Mile, off 109th. Off Square? Off Square. I was planning on getting an Off Square beer. Yeah. But uh, I saw this Zorn beer, and it was a, a hazy citrus IPA, and it was on sale, so I think the four-pack was like 11 bucks or something. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. This sounds perfect. It's it's a local beer. Let's go for it. But uh, oddly enough, it's the exact same beer we did during that episode. But it's still awesome, just as awesome as it was before, and I love it. Yeah. And I, I just want to point out, because we're educating our guests as well, if you look at the monitor, you can see that all four microphones are recording, and that's something that you want to see, because in our first episode, you could tell my microphone was off in the first, at any, the last any, half. Any notes are good notes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's, uh, but that that's what you want to yeah. see when you're recording. So we're glad to have you guys along, and we look forward to your input as we go through the evaluation of... Bare Bones Gastropub at 518 Lincoln Way, Laporte, Indiana. Yes. And their website is www.barebonesgastro.com. They're closed on Monday and Tuesday, open Wednesday through Saturday, 11 to 9, and Sunday, 10 to 6. Cool. We're, just, we're passing beer around a, a stunningly beautiful <laughs> table, actually. It is a gorgeous actually, table. Actually, before we get too far into this Thank episode, you. let's talk about this table real quick. 
And uh, yeah. I can't say anything because I don't have shit to do with this table. That's on you. It's a couple uh, real Do nice not snap your fingers at me. I'm not a dog. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Uh, it's a couple of nice pieces of butcher's block that I picked up from a local store. Uh, inch and a half thick, about, about six foot long. And uh, I attached those to some metal frame tables that I had made at my, uh, my dad's metal fab shop. And then I painted it black, and I think it went together really well. Really, I, really sturdy. I do, I too. Really, and uh, I... When you say butcher block, I get a different um, image in my head, like more blonde. Did you put a stain on this? Yeah, uh, we put a shellac on it, yeah. and it came out real nice. Yeah, it brings out darkness of the the grains and stuff. I like that a lot. It brings out all the different colors. And yeah, it accents yeah. very nicely. Yeah, it's well, It turned out a lot better than I thought. I uh, originally had planned on like, like building a tabletop, like out of lumber that I had. And then cutting everything down and sanding everything down. But I was looking at, uh, I was down at Home Depot actually, looking for a, a mini fridge to put in my bar because I didn't have one. And I saw these and I was like, absolutely, that's what I want. So I picked up two bushers blocks and uh, it turned out really well. And it gives us plenty of space to work with. I like it a lot. And did you say before we hit the record button that you don't talk much? No, I don't. I, don't, I usually don't get too chatty, but this is what this is. No, about. but he's talking about this like you know super pretty table. Yeah, like that's I got like, like I, my hobby. I really regret this. Like I want a table like this at home, but this also this pretty. table is bigger than my entire apartment. This this well, there's two tables put together, and the four of us fit comfortably around us. With the equipment, it's really big. like I mean, the stuff. closest person to me is Devin here, and like if he's not that close to me, yeah. So we move on to the first impression setting and aesthetics. Yes, the thing that stood out for me was uh, when we walked in and you turned to the right, there was that beautiful picture on a wood plank of that skeleton holding the roof. It's a skeleton. Like a, a black printed skeleton on natural wood holding a Reuben. It literally screamed the name of their establishment. It also screamed the name of me. That's a very me thing. I love skeletons. I love Reubens. I love wood. If all it, there. If it all checks out. Down, I think Larry might have pulled it out of there. Dude, <laughs> yeah. I really would have. It was so sick. Uh, there is a picture of it on uh, on our Instagram of uh, when we do an episode, we put a picture of all of our dishes. That's also one of the pictures on there. Nice. And it's awesome. I so also, shout out skeletons, shout out Rubens. Here we go. I also enjoyed that in each of the windows of the establishment was a little table with two chairs. So if you felt like it, you could sit in the window and watch people shopper, walk shoppers go by. Yeah, I thought that was... You can watch people go into the Smashburger place across the street. That was cute, and we hadn't seen that before. I could al almost, almost see like red and white tablecloths for a Valentine's Day there. Very specific, but respect. Um, it it was filled with blacks, whites, and gray colorings. Um, I, I felt like it could have used a little more pop of color. Um, Fair. It it gave me a cold vibe, like I I wanted you know I wanted something to warm me up or. Or something like that. And the empty picture frames on that uh, east wall, I, it left me wondering what I was supposed to think when I saw that. I thought that was cool. I really did. Like, we were on our way outside to smoke a cigarette. I saw, I'm like, hey, these empty picture frames. I think that that's kind of sick. Yeah. 
It was it was literally just picture frames. Like they went to a bunch of thrift shops and bought old antique picture frames and hung them up. And I thought that was neat. I like that. The bar area in the back, I like that a lot. Um, I like that they had the metal tin uh, signage from all the breweries that weren't their own uh, up on the wall. I thought that was um, really cool to see. Fair. Uh, there was a, a wall of odd masks in the back there, too. And, really? I didn't, and, go, I didn't go back there. Yeah, and some of them had face masks on and... That was interesting to see, too, but... That's kind of neat. Those are kind of my impressions, and right I'll, I'll pass it off to John on my right, and we can go around the table that way. Okay. Well, it's funny, like you said, the things in the uh, the front of the windows, I thought they kind of looked like almost coffin settings. I, I got, like, a, a bare bones, like a... just a dead vibe, and, like, how you're talking about cold with the grays and the blacks, and... The empty picture frame. So when I that was the first thing I noticed. It almost looked like a coffin setting, well, so to say. I don't know if, if I'm. Well, I guess that's interesting the way you point that out. I didn't think about that with it being cold and bare bones. That kind of that kind of yeah. flows into that. So I think that's a good observation. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it definitely falls into first impressions. One, I actually took some notes on my phone. I thought the bathrooms were off, like awesome. Like just you almost said awful. I almost said awful. <laughs> awfully good. No, there was awfully a, good. There was a uh, what do you call it? Um, like a, a changing station. That's oh, I yeah. have that in my notes. And it was like a letters. really, really nice, nice one, changing yeah. station. Like it was a. But it whole... wasn't. It wasn't like when you pull from the wall. No, it was just. It was like people... a whole wallless crib with a really nice cushion and everything. And I saw shit. it. I'm like, man, like I almost yeah. want to put a baby on this. <laughs> That, that sounds weird, but like, that's what it's for. yeah, I think it was a real one that you'd have in your own nursery at home. Yeah, mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. They're changing. Know, it, was, it was a weird awesome. vibe, but I liked it. I thought it was cool. I think. I mean, I guess that's kind of what maybe more people are going for is just a no, but it's like a different take on things. Not super high class, super fancy. Like you're not sure you're not eating and it's like and like you want to go eat a quality meal, but like if you're a parent, like. There's a good chance you have to take your kid with you. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, there's a scenario in this restaurant for you to handle that, and that's sick. I like that a lot. I don't have children, but I definitely respect the fact that they cater to people who do who are going to go there to eat. That's really cool. Yeah, that was actually in my notes. Was I just I thought that was unique. It was like legit. It's, it's actual usually crib with an actual mattress. It's usually just station. like this little thing you pull out of the wall and that it's weird, plastic, like that plastic. Yeah. Like, I don't want to set my baby on this cold, weird plastic. Like, it was a, a nice thing. So, yeah, it was shout out to them for that. That's the, rad. The bathrooms like, were clean. They were very mm -hmm. clean. And I thought the the cool old, I, I'm, I'm guessing they're magazine articles or newspaper articles. Sure. Yeah, it's posted on the wall. I didn't read any of them, but there was a lot. I think it was all centered around beer. Yeah, craft brewing or brewing in general, yeah. I think that was kind of my, I guess my biggest first impression was it was more of a brewery that served food, not a restaurant, but I mean, they're, it was awesome, I thought. Yeah, I, I did like that. They were really considerate to the people who are wanting to just go out to eat with their family and, and happen to have a baby. Yeah, open to everybody. It's yeah. like, okay, we don't have to only go to, to Chili's with our baby. Like, if, if we don't want to have something you know, shitty, like going to Chili's and we want to have something good. So that's something they can do there. And that's awesome. So 
Uh, if you are a restaurant and you don't have a baby scenario in your bathroom, maybe uh, maybe look into that because a lot of people have babies and a lot of people like to eat good food. So care to them a little bit. And and I have to add, their music was awesome. If you're playing Steely Dan <laughs> in your restaurant, yo, they were playing Steely like, Dan, and when it came on, John was like, "Hey, Steely gives, Dan." My dad gives bonus points for creme brulee. I'll give bonus points if you're playing Steely Dan in your restaurant. <laughs> yeah, and definitely that was awesome. good. Spot. I will yeah, give bonus points point. to Creme Brulee as well, but I will give way, way, way more bonus points to Steely Dan. Yeah, I like that. That's awesome. Steely Dan rules, man. Yeah. Any el- Anything else? Yeah. What notes are you passing? I'm not trying to make it public. Uh, secrets make friends, bro. We're over here making friends. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. What does that say? Uh, just carry on with the show, please. No, they're they're fine. Anyway, um, other than the kids' bathrooms, what's the next point we're making? Well, it's a first, first, yes, first impressions. First impressions. Uh, well, I walked in. Walls were gray, and I'm like, okay, walls are gray. This is a a local restaurant who uses skeletons and skulls in their branding. I kind of expect this, like nothing too out there. Uh, the empty picture frames I thought were really neat. It was pr- like uh. It was pretty. The frames themselves were very pretty. I thought that was neat. Um, I was a big, 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 big fan of the Live Edge count, uh, wood on their counter where the register was. I thought that was neat. Uh, but other than that, it nothing really stood out too much. It, just, it seemed decently appropriate for what they were trying to do. Like, nothing too crazy. I want to interject here for a minute. And when we look at the demographics of our podcast, it's really two segments it's the segment of my age and the segment of your age so i think the people of my age are not going to understand what you say when you say live edge counter so could you like explain that so sure a live edge so um there's a good amount of you who are in your 50s who use pinterest and talk about and like look up furniture stuff and a live edge table is that natural piece of wood that's all jagged on the outside um it's nothing too crazy but you definitely know what it is um you if you go to ikea honestly if you go to target you're gonna see some live edge stuff um it's just it's a really natural unfinished piece of wood with legs on it i think Devin said shellac he shellac this table in front of us when I hear when I see that piece of furniture that you mentioned, it's heavily shellacked. It is heavily like, shellacked, but uh, this table itself is there's not yeah. a anything live edge about it. It's right. very clean, right? Very clean. A live edge table really uh, it has like you change some, some bark, down. right? Like you well, you, you kind of texture the edge with like a, either a saw, like a chainsaw. Or like a what you'd see like a big carving knife where you kind of smoothly come out like the sure. carved chunks out of it. Sure. Yeah, just a textured edge. Yeah. So like if you were uh, if you were Not wanting to make furniture but you approached it as the same way you were carving a turkey on Thanksgiving. Right. That's when you're gonna get a live edge piece of wood. Thank you for explaining that because I didn't know what you meant when you were talking about it in the oh, restaurant. Sure. Well, that that's what it is. Right. Unfin unfinished wood. Do you have more things? Impressions uh, or a lot of gray, um, empty picture frames, branding with skulls. It was all it all checked out. It all lined up. It was th- it was very appropriate to what they wanted. They uh, the way they want to brand their restaurant, they did it right. Yeah, it's yeah. That's that's that. 
Yeah, I would, I would, I would summarize that. I think you guys touched on most of the basic parts. I would summarize that. I, I didn't. I agree with Greg. I didn't quite understand what they were going for with the empty picture frames. It was definitely different. Definitely stood out. Um, it was kind of cool to see that. You know, something you don't usually see. Uh, but I felt it was, it was very, uh, as far as the building itself and the, like the cathedral ceilings, the, it was very downtown Laporte. You know, it definitely has the cultural. Of, you know the historic downtown Laporte. Yeah. And uh, I think you typically would, you know, expect to see downtown Laporte. It was it was it was appropriate. Yeah, I think they did a good job of modernizing an older space. Yes. While maintaining the authentic flooring. That's sure. what I was trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you did a great job. It and, seemed. And. God, a lot of times for us too, it's like I'll I'll talk on a subject and the Larry goes, Well, you hit everything. So then what we do the next time is we go around the opposite way. So you'll be first on the next segment. Right. And John, did you it, have it something? It seemed like to me that the bar was a little more bright, lit up, so to say. I think they had some reds on the walls and some cool chandeliers. It wasn't I don't know, maybe I don't yeah, in the back of the restaurant, no more lively. Yeah. yeah, that bar area was neat, and I think I would try and sit back there next time. Maybe. It was, yeah, it was really cool. I just, I don't, it was weird to see the two different contrasts in the restaurant part of it where we sat as opposed to the bar. Yeah. But I, I thought they were both cool and unique in their own way. Um, I think the chandelier in the bar, I actually made a note about that. It almost looked like an old twin size like spring mattress huh it had oh like, yeah it had like rustic coils and the lights were hanging yeah down. i weird but it looked cool i i liked it so we go on to server and service and we'll start with devin this time and work our way back around counterclockwise yep. all right our uh, server was joe uh joe was great from when because me and john got there a little bit early sure so we sat down got a table uh joe was great he's attentive he's around just enough you know, he wasn't around so much that it was a nuisance, but he was around just enough to get us sure. everything we needed when we needed it. He was good. He was really good. Absolutely. I agree. I thought he was great. He had a cool beard. Yeah, he was very informative. He knew everything about the beers, everything about the food. He was and he very was knowledgeable. Like, yeah. He would check back occasionally, like, do you need a beer? you need a beer? And there was a couple times, I shouldn't say a couple times, it's probably like every time. And I was like, you know what? Hey, uh, I want something like this and this. I don't give a shit what you bring. Just bring it. And he did, and he nailed it every time. Yeah. That was awesome. And he brought plenty of samples for for John to share or, and taste. Yeah, like we went out to smoke, and we came back, and there was a whole mess of samples of weird stuff. And it, there were, yeah, they yeah, were, they were there. at least four samples. Because I just asked him. I was like, you know, are these popular? Are they, they good? Have you tried them? And he's like, he told me everything about him. He's like, I'm just going to bring some samples and we're just going to try them for you. So he was good. I, I feel the same way as Devin. I'm, I don't like somebody on top of me all the time trying to get my right. story. You know, if I right. have what I need, if I have water, which he brought that really cool, what would you call that? It wasn't a carafe. It was almost like a mason jar. Like it had a like old... a bottleneck top. It was, it was, yeah, so it was between a mason jar and a carafe. So like a... Uh, a mason carafe? Some, Is that the yeah, thing? I don't know. It was cool, but he that. brought that full of water twice. Like I like that. If I have yeah. a full glass of water at all times, I'm happy. And yeah. he checked. You know, he got got the empty stuff out of the way. Like I said, he brought he brought the samples. He was awesome. Yeah. He knew what he was doing, and he knew everything about all the beers too. 
Definitely. Yeah. He was ve- he was very attentive, but he wasn't remotely overbearing. Yeah. I will say, uh, I mean, downtown Laporte, there's not a whole lot of space in that restaurant. And the sure, section sure. we're sitting in was sort of tight. I mean, not uncomfortable, but sort of tight. And he did a good job of, you know, coming in to our little space there and then, you know, getting out. Right. We did, had like a... Very, very good. There was like a barrier wall, I guess, really, like between us and the restaurant, which it was, it was like, well, like a, a four and a half foot wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and he could either come around the wall and be at the table or like peek over the wall. And either time it felt all right. Yeah. Yeah. That wall was actually kind of cool. I, I actually that. enjoyed where we sat. I felt like it was, I absolutely it was, did. Like it was because private. It felt secluded and private, but not enough where we felt alone. Right. Because I, you could still peek over and be like, "Hey, y'all, good," and it was fine. Yeah. I liked that a lot. I thought it was going to be awkward for him, but like Devin said, it, he did a good job of maneuvering and, and getting us our stuff. Thousand percent accurate. So then we go on and we talk about our drinks. Okay. Larry, you want to start this time? Oh, boy. My first drink, I had a... Uh, actually, let me pull up my... Uh, Keyword, first drink. My first drink. There were so many good ones. You know what? I, I had a, a decent amount of drinks at this place because, you know what? It's Saturday. I was, was driving. The, I was chilling. It was the Lucky Charms one that you said looked came straight out of a koi pond. Oh. It was green. It's also... It was the first thing I we posted on our Instagram story, if you yeah. saw that. It was called Serial uh, Killer, which is uh, a two toms... Um, milkshake IPA, two Toms is out of Fort Wayne. Um, and it was a, uh, like a, a Lucky Charms milkshake IPA. It was uh, super, super, super green. It was like a dark olive green. And it really tasted just like, um, you were at home and you had Lucky Charms, but you didn't have milk. So you dumped a beer into your Lucky Charms instead. And then you ate the Lucky Charms and what was left in the bowl was that. And uh, that doesn't sound great, but it was. It was awesome. I would drink it anytime. That's 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 the whole thing. That's all yeah, I got. Absolutely. I don't I don't use it like a sweeter beer, but that was awesome. It was like taking a trip back to your childhood, but you're an adult and drinking beer. You know I mean? <laughs> that's that's pretty sad. <laughs> Sitting yeah. in the morning eating breakfast. Yeah, that was awesome. it was, it was a, a breakfast pre second grade beer, having fun. It was. I good. just can't get over the color of it though. It was the the greenest thing. The color ever. didn't match the title. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. When I think Lucky Charms, I think I think leprechauns. I think green. It's 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 close. Yeah. But yeah, whatever. All right, John. We go to your drink. Uh, well, I did the creamed corn <laughs> cream ale. I believe that was from Burnham Brewing in Michigan City. That one was good. I liked it. Uh, the one I had second was the. What do they call it? The Olympic Stout, or no, the Olympic Lager. It was like a Gatorade lemon lime lager. Yeah. And it was, to quote Larry, sick. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. It was My beautiful, God. Beautiful, yeah. Yeah, well, okay. it was awesome. <laughs> Podcast. Yeah, in air quotes for people who can't see us. Uh, Jesus. If you like lemon lime Gatorade, Two peas in a pod. <laughs> Two peas uh, in a pod. Yeah. Uh, if you like lemon lemon lime Gatorade, God that was it, what it was, and I thought it was awesome. Every beer that I had, because I sampled all of your guys's, were yeah. really good. Everyone you know, had everyone's beer. The only one I didn't like was the 
whatever alky seltzer that you said wasn't fizzy but was fizzy. It was, it wasn't fizzy. Yeah, it it was wasn't fizzy. fizzy. You know what? <laughs> whatever, man. It wasn't. If anyone, everyone who listens to the show knows I'm a big seltzer guy, and them seltzers were not fizzy, and y'all are just like. Yeah, whatever. For the, for the seltzer connoisseur, it wasn't fizzy, but for the rest of us, it was fizzy. It was fizzy. Well, yeah. A yeah. seltzer yeah. connoisseur is such a dumbass thing to be. Every every <laughs> beer that I had besides the seltzer was very very good, and it matched the description, which is nice too. Fair enough. I did enjoy your Gatorade beer, the sip that I had of it. I think it's important to interject here now and say that they do not brew any of their own beer. They have guest beers on tap. They're Yes. And we had um, the privilege of the owner coming to our table and introducing himself to us. And his name is Blake Murray. And he informed us that his brother owns Burnham Brewing. And that's why there were so many Burnham Brewing offerings on their menu. So the drink that I had, I had the lemon meringue meme hugs cake sour smoothie. Boy, that's a mouthful. And that was from Windmill Brewing out of Dyer. Which is that's close by. I'd like to go there. Uh, yeah, I, it's always fun to go to places and then get ideas for other places for future yeah, podcasts. Cool um, I enjoyed this this beer as Ooh, like really John said. We liked them all. Um, when you brought when you brought the glass to your nose, you could smell the lemon and the cake. And then when you tasted it, it was nice and smooth. I really enjoyed my drink here, and I would definitely have that again. I also noted that their drinks were reasonably priced compared to the, some of the other places we've been to. I think they were like five fifty and six dollars. If I'm not that's mistaken. what I'm saying. If I went to a like a beer, like a, a beer. If I went to a, a restaurant in Lake County, say like somewhere in. Crown Point or maybe Dyer, um, and Valpo. I, Valpo's not in Lake County. No, well, but Valpo's it's still worse than all of them. Yeah, that's that's that super true. If, so say I went to a restaurant in Valpo, and it wasn't a brewery; they just had a lot of guests brews on tap. And I had a cool meal, and I ordered a, a local IPA from Dyer or whatever. It's gonna be eight, nine, nine, ten, ten eleven dollars. Yep, but six bucks for a whole ass pour. Of a local beer, pretty solid. That was not bad at all. Yeah. So shout out for them for their beers being reasonably priced. That was pretty cool. I think the the nice thing too is every beer that I, I'm pretty sure every beer was probably at least sixteen ounces besides your, your two weird serial killer ones. <laughs> I did I, get both serial they killer were, beers. I, but I mean, Devin's first beer, my first beer, all my beers, I they were at least sixteen ounce beers, and Devin and I actually talked about that. That, that I mean, two beers a piece were right around or just less than your entree, and I mean that's I think that's rare to find. Yeah. Very, any, very anymore. rare to find. Yeah, yeah, it's it's rare to find, and especially for how good. I yeah, thought all like the there beers were quality pours. I thought, yeah, oh, yeah. alongside of quality food, it's hard pretty to, uncommon. It's, it's hard to find. It really opinion. is. They they really cater to that, and that's awesome. I really thought that was super cool of them to do. Yeah, yeah. but maybe it, it could just be what's what's homeboy's name there, Blake. Maybe it's because Blake's brother owns a brewery, and he might have an understanding of like, hey, like 
I'm not charging $11 for this beer. That's bonkers. That could be a thing. It could not be a thing. Is it weird, though, that I I feel like we paid more for the Burnham Brewing beers at Burnham Brewing than we did here? Maybe. <laughs> I don't... I do... I remember that vividly. I do remember that scenario there. Yeah. <clears throat> but it, it's kind of hard to, to judge that because we had flights... So it, that's a whole different ball game. Then. Yeah, but then remember we took four packs home. Did we? Does, we yeah, did. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Does Burnham also do like as extensive of food? I don't or think Burnham does any food. Well, that that might be a reason why. I mean, they're maybe trying to make their money. That back. could be. They, yeah. they, like they have to make their money some other way. Yeah. I and mean, if you don't have food, you have to make your money solely off beer. So your beer could. I've I've cost never more. been to Burnham Brewing. Sure. I would definitely like to go for how much I enjoyed. Their beers today. Yeah, I that's loved in Michigan it. City. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of around nothing. Nothing really. Like, uh, <laughs> what's that that seafood place that like is almost like a little market in Valpo? McGowan Brothers. Yes, it's kind of like that, where it's kind of off of the beaten path by a bunch of residential stuff, but it just happens to be this really cool food place. Yeah, it's it gives me that vibe. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna get like off the street business so you have no, to you know have you have to like to go okay we only found out what it was because i was looking for because we were doing our episode fish on camp. on fish camp and i'm like well what's a brewery around here i'm like oh burnham's closed here let's go there exactly yeah that's that's why it happened so then i think we need to kick the drinks portion over to Doug. I gotta wait one more thing i wanted to say about the drinks is no that, uh i believe everything they had from burnham's or their other places were on draft which is kind of uh cool a little bit different because usually you go and order a beer, and you got like everything's in a can, and you, there's a different taste between a can and a draft beer. But everything that they were offering was on draft, which I thought was really cool. Uh, yeah, and I loved how your first drink came out. Oh yeah, yeah. it was tall and skinny. Oh and yeah, like that first that tall super pilgrim. tall pour. Yeah. That was taller than me. Yeah, it was it, like a foot. I go the It was like a foot tall. It's crazy. <laughs> it's yeah. a good way to start. Yeah. yeah, it was a good look. What was it? Uh, the first one I got was I'm a pretty standard beer drinker. I like a couple sure. of IPAs and whatnot. Uh, I got was the Lincoln Way Lager. The Lincoln Way Lager. Which yeah. actually that is their beer. Yeah. Yeah, it was the Lincoln Way Lager. Well, yeah. nice, thank you. Yeah. I couldn't remember. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, like a lager ale guy. I, I did sample all your guys' stuff, which was sure. awesome because you ordered some wild stuff, which is sure. awesome. But a, yeah. a lager ale type of thing, that's just like a, a middle of the road straight up beer. Yeah. It fits my mullet, you know what I mean? I just got to go in there and get a... Get also, a, uh, you can't see, but both of these guys have mullets. Both of them. Not just one. And I have been trying to shout out to my friends Gina and Jordan to have him send us a picture of his mullet, but neither one of them Jordan's one mullet is very for real. Uh, Gina's a chick, and if she wanted to have a mullet, it could be incredibly for real. We'll, we'll get there. We're new to the game, but we're going to get there. They'll be, they'll be nice. <laughs> they'll be they'll be nice eventually. Be I'm nice eventually. <laughs> right now. Working on having a mullet. <laughs> All right, so we go on to apps. Apps. And, and, what? I said apps, dude. And we decided um, to go with the queso de cabra. Well, and we all. Oh, go ahead. Initially, we wanted again, to order. 
How many times does Greg or want something and Greg does not get it when we go oh, out to eat? Oh, poor Greg is such a victim. <laughs> but it's all the time. It's every time I want well, something. Well, because you want the Thai shit and restaurants run out of it. <laughs> um, uh, but eventually, uh, not eventually, we're not saying eventually. We wanted to get uh, the Reuben dip for our sandwich. Right. And uh, not our, for our sandwich. For an appetizer. For an appetizer. We wanted the Reuben dip as our appetizer because it sounded amazing. And right when we said we wanted it, he's like, oh, well, we don't have it. Yeah, like, he just sold yeah, the last one. We just yeah. sold the last one. And also, one, I get I it. I find crazy. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I find crazy because that was one of my, I guess, my one of my weirdest impressions. I know we were there a little bit early. But for how good the drinks and the food were, for that place to have essentially not really anybody in there, I, maybe we were too early. I feel that. I'll let my dad go into it. I wasn't upset because the appetizer we had was phenomenal. Super so true. I was. Wanna, I was really. I was still really about stoked about what we ended up was. getting. I just wanted to mention what we what we wanted, but we didn't get it. But I understand why you're out of it because things happen. Yeah. Well, I kind of agree with John, though. I mean, if it's a special, you you shouldn't be running out of it. But well, anyway, we ended up picking the queso de cabra, and I think we both thought we were going to get like queso and chips or something and out comes <laughs> out comes this beautiful beautiful black skillet and it had it was the skillet itself was gorgeous it was and and the presentation of, of the appetizer was um whatever beautiful it had that red <laughs> tomato sauce on one side and this beautiful pesto on the other, and it surrounded this white mound of goat cheese. Oh, and it was by, how do I say it? Um, the second it hits your mouth, you're like, oh, goat cheese. And, and it was served with garlic baguettes. To me, it tasted like lasagna almost. And I, uh, yeah, I'll, very good call, man. And I had it in my notes that if they added meat to this, that could have been an entree. It could have been an entree for sure, and I would have been happy with this. I think this was one of my favorite things that I had. Yeah, absolutely. It Today? Was so At the good. restaurant? Yes. It was very good. Right on. Very cool, man. Yeah. In all fairness, I think Joe did mention it was it was tomato-based, but I, I, we must have been all talking or something or whatever. I, so I think he mentioned what it was. He probably I, did because he was awesome. It was slightly yeah, was misleading but yeah, I don't think anything any any four of us were upset about it because I, mm-hmm. I, I agree with fantastic. It, I'll get to my entree later on what I had but that appetizer was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was... I probably have a, it was a description of what everything was, honestly. And it I, was kind of cool because, I mean... I, I do. I totally overlooked the uh, the Reuben dip. I but pretty much that just said it. Queso de Black, that... that was like the first thing that caught my eye when well, I saw uh, that. Yeah, it's uh, and you guys, you guys talked about it a lot with, uh, uh, really in your lemon rice episode about breads and how people, how can they really be different? One of my oh my god, breaking me so bread, different. Whatever you, whatever you had called it, crostini or what, it, whatever. To me, it's bread. Bread's bread, but this was. I mean, it was awesome. It was crunchy yeah, it was, on the outside, soft on the end. It was awesome. Yeah. Had good seasoning on it. That I would go back just for that appetizer. Honestly, that's how good. I oh yeah. Was. Yeah. Also, was, the uh, the tomato sauce that they do, like that basil-y tomato sauce, made in-house, which is, uh, that's really cool. No, you can taste it. Awesome. And, and tomato sauce is a, a disservice way to describe it, but I don't know how to say it any better. This is a really, I mean, it's a, a tomato-based yeah. sauce, so sure, but, like, <laughs> the 
the basil side of it was so uh, it was a very sharp basil flavor, but it wasn't in your face because the, how much of the goat cheese mellowed it out. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. It was great. I would eat that anytime. And like you said, if it was uh, if it had like some like ground pork or something in it, and it was over pasta, that's an entree. I can honestly say I don't think we've ever talked about appetizer this long. Well, you got two extra people. Yeah, yeah. that's what <laughs> I'm saying. It was really, it was really good. It was really good. good. It was yeah. really good. It yeah, was, it, it was, was good. I really appreciated having guests with us today because I felt like we got to try double the stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. Especially beer. Yeah. Especially <laughs> beer. No. I tried so many beers today, man. And if no. it was just me and you trying like a hundred beers, people like, what do you, you guys are alcoholics. But no, it's just me, not him. But uh, now it's fine. I just want to be on the record to say I had one beer at dinner. Well, he yeah, wants to be on the record, but uh, at dinner I had... Uh, at, at our three o'clock dinner, uh, <laughs> I had uh, like four beers. Uh, I think you had six, dinner and I counted. Yeah, we were counting the car on the way home. Uh, we'll well, get, we'll get guys, to okay. it later in the scoring portion on value, but we counted how many beers, and yes, Dad only did have one. He just sample all of them, but yeah. Well, I uh, I also did I did try to pay for some of this. I did try. I had I believe six beers at least. I had five. Don't Besides the point, who cares? No uh, cares. Well, I'm just saying, well, clearly you do. We're having a good time. And uh, I, I did try. <laughs> I tried. I tried. I tried. Okay, so anyway. I, I think some of the areas don't um, come into play when we go down the evaluation form. So I think we're going to talk about, because I had pretty much a salad and... Yeah, you kind of had like two small plates as your entree. Yeah, and I enjoyed that. Um, uh, first, I started out with a cabbage wedge salad, and the, it was a hot salad, which I didn't realize that, until and I got it. And that's weird because it was in like a, a, a cast iron skillet. It was, and it had the hot blistered potatoes and the charred cabbage, uh, a house cheese blend, and they had pickled red onions, but they were almost. Not vinegary, but more sweet, which I appreciated. And it had fennel and zucchini. Not zucchini. It was zucchini. It was uh, mustard vinaigrette. And all the flavors worked well together. And with the potatoes and the mustard vinaigrette, it almost was like a hot German <laughs> potato salad to me. And I That's really, pretty accurate. I'll it, take that. I really, really enjoyed it. and I, I had a, a handful of bites of that, and I will agree with that wholeheartedly. <laughs> it was like cabbage and noodles kicked up to 10. Yeah. That's what I thought. You can it. sprinkle pickled like, onions on anything. You know, like, oh, this shit's gourmet. I love it. <laughs> I, love, I love pickled onions, though. Like, no, but the, the whole dish. It makes dish, everything pretty. Yeah, the whole dish was wonderful. I enjoyed it. And then I went on, and then I picked to go with it was a white bean cassoulet, and when and when you talk about cassoulets, it refers to the container that it's made in, and it also contains to the dish, and it's usually a bean ragu, and ragu in French is like stew. Sure. So it was, it was the white beans, and it had uh, carrots and roasted red pepper. And the zucchini mm. and garlic in there. And you can tell, like, the, the, that zucchini and those peppers and the carrots were all roasted together. Yeah. And holy hell, was it good. Yeah, I was going to say, you took the words out of my mouth. It was roasted, and it was beautiful to look at. 
It had all types of different colors. It's like, um, I don't want to talk over you, I'm sorry. So go ahead. Okay. Well, it was it was really good. It just as good as it was beautiful. And I enjoyed both of my uh, dinner options. I a thousand percent will say that that dish was stunningly beautiful. You can see it on our Instagram, by the way. I don't know if anyone tried that. I know John tried my cabbage salad. Did you? I tried both, yeah. Yeah. Um, But really, um, how do I say it? There's nothing more simple in the world than roasted vegetables arranged on a plate where it's stunningly beautiful, delicious, and decent for your body. Yeah. Roasted vegetables are one of the most underrated things in the world. I love roasted vegetables. Right. You can roast some vegetables and put pickled onions on top of it, throw it in front of me, and it gets 30 bucks, and I'm like, bet. Worth it. I love roasted vegetables. I can't. I can't remember. You're right. There you go. Sick. (laughs) I can't remember who asked me this week. It's because at the beginning of the year, I started back up on my Weight Watchers. And. Proud of you, by the way. Uh Uh-huh. Proud of you. Well, thanks. I forgot who asked me during the week, but they said, how is the podcast going to work with your Weight Watchers? I thought about that, too. I just didn't want to bring it up because I thought thought it was really shitty. Well, I think I did a really good job of making good choices you know for what dinner. you you did you yeah. did so, so respect for yeah. you so i tried to do that i'll do one of these <laughs> i uh, had my fist two times in my heart you heard it uh and who wants to go next so enough right. about my entrees you go around the horn you john I'll go around the horn well i had mac and cheese because i love mac and cheese right on uh, i think i added pulled chicken to it i really preferred pulled pork just because I'm a pork guy, but the chicken was good. I thought it was delicious, honestly. I thought it was really good. The only it was thing, pretty and I like, I hate doing this because I just love food in general. Well, you're in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> I just I feel like it needed some type of different texture, maybe like a breadcrumb bread or something. And it, that's weird for me to say because, like, when I like I smoke mac and cheese myself at home, and I don't Yo. put I don't put breadcrumbs on it because I just I don't know I don't know. When you but, said that, I thought you put like mac and cheese in a pipe and was smoking it like drugs. Until you like it's weed. It. Yeah, two more guys. He's had too much to drink. Dude, they just love that. And well, I should I, know that. No, I, I mean I get it, but also when, the way you say that. Still on board. Yes, I smoke everything food wise. Yeah, I should have known that. I grew up from future podcast. You like your steaks blacker than black, and I can you know you can smoke anything forever, and it's delicious. But no, I I thought the mac and cheese was awesome. The chicken was delicious. I'm glad I went with that instead of it was it was like a pulled. It was a pulled chicken, yeah. And I think that they offer Uh, they offer uh, bacon or Cajun shrimp. I thought you were going to go for that, actually. I wanted to go with the Cajun shrimp. Joe was uh, awesome. I asked him, I was like, what do you prefer? And he was like, I don't think you can go wrong with pulled chicken. I was like, if you had pulled pork, I wouldn't be... No, uh, I will this. say, I definitely did push the chicken yeah. in this scenario. Well, no, it was. I thought it was delicious. The only thing is maybe just a, a breadcrumb or a, some type of texture. But, I mean, that's not something I can knock them for necessarily just because... I don't know. I guess when I make smoked mac and cheese for a group of people, I don't, I don't put it on there because I, I, you know, some people like it, some people don't. 
Yeah. So I, I'm not necessarily going to knock them for that, but I mean, it was it was delicious. I thought. Yeah. And you tried it. And you said it was very good. It was very good. I felt like it was adult mac and cheese. Yeah. Um, and then I guess this goes back to, I mean, not first, but presentation. I thought everything was. Everything was served on those really cool cast iron skillets. I like that. And it was really nice. And But they also had a plate underneath it. You know, sometimes you, you go to what you were referred to as shitty Applebee's or Chili's. And it comes out on just the skillet. Well, sometimes you have to move your plate and you're burning your hand. I thought it was nice that they had the plate. Yeah, it's an additional thing to grab when you have a hot-ass dish. Like, I'm, you don't I'm wanna... getting off topic of just the food necessarily. But I thought that was really nice that they had... A plate underneath the cast iron skillet. I, it was awesome. I loved it. The mac and cheese was, it was right on. Good. Right and on. I'm a sucker for mac and cheese. I don't think you can go too wrong. Yeah. Unless it's craft mac and cheese. And I think we're on to your entree now. So here's my okay. I have a, a couple things to say. Um. So I got the uh, the jackfruit tacos. I am by no means in any way, shape, or form any type of vegetarian or vegan. I eat everything and I love it all. But when a restaurant has a vegetarian or vegan option, I'm like, you know what? I want to see what you do here. I'm going to try it. So I got the jackfruit tacos. And um, jackfruit as a whole is, uh, jackfruit on its own is disgusting and weird. But uh, it also, it works in like uh, how a tofu kind of works, where it absorbs everything that it's cooked with, flavor-wise. Because, like, if you cook tofu with, like, literally anything, whatever you cook it with, it's going to taste like that. So, I got I got this pulled, these pulled jackfruit tacos. And texture-wise, it felt like pulled pork. And the flavor was whatever it was cooked with. And uh, the tacos themselves are uh, just pulled jackfruit with um, a, a hominy salsa, pickled red onions, and a, a roja salsa. With um, some... I want to say, like a queso fresco, or maybe like a what's that other white crumbly cheese? Uh, cotilla. Cotilla cheese, something like one, one of those. Cotilla. And uh, a lot of, um, and some uh, some kind of micro green on top, which uh, I want to say, uh, not gonna say the restaurant I work at, but I'm pretty sure that their micro greens come from the same place ours come from. You say that about every microgreen. Yeah, but you know what? No one knows where I work. <laughs> no, but I mean, everyone doesn't have the same microgreen company. Um, as far as Northwest like Indiana goes, we might, actually. It's not like it's a conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy, but like, I mean, how many microgreen farmers are in Northwest Indiana? It could very well be the same farmer. Uh, anyway, um, the tacos themselves... Uh, the jackfruit one it was cooked with like that roja and all that other stuff all together like it was just a really flavorful juicy good filling for a taco um there was three there was the three tacos they were served like on a doubled up corn shell um they were like roasted grilled whatever to give them some, some heat and some some texture and I, I was I was a big fan. I loved all three of the tacos I had. They were all the same. But uh, I I've, I will always be a a big supporter of jackfruit in general. Um, like I said before, I'm not a vegan. I'm not a vegetarian. I will eat an entire living cow 
end of that sentence. Um, but I always am curious to what a to what a, a restaurant is going to offer to someone who isn't a part of that camp. So uh, they did. They also did offer an Impossible Burger, and uh, when I saw what the toppings were on that burger, I was I was uh, pretty pretty close to ordering that. But I, I'm a, a jackfruit fan. But uh, I guess long story short, if you're uh, you're a person who eats regular food and you're not a vegan or vegetarian. Don't be afraid of the uh, the vegan or vegetarian options because you might be a little surprised that uh, they're really good, actually. Plant-based food doesn't necessarily have to be flavorless or boring. Plant-based food can actually be pretty good. Shout out plant-based food. Shout out... A thousand percent. Shout out plant-based food. Um, <laughs> if you're one of the people who like likes to shit on vegans... Which, I, I will also say, I understand that some vegans are militant, rude-ass people. And I a thousand percent why you're not fans of them. Or I understand why you're not fans of them. Because I'm not fans of that either. Because, like, if someone wants to eat what they want, who cares? But, don't be afraid of a vegan or plant-based menu. Maybe occasionally order something off of it. You might be, you might be surprised. That's the whole thing. J- the jackfruit taco is there. At uh, at bare bones, really, really, really good, really good. Plant based food. They must have been because he didn't offer anybody a bite. I no, think he all did the not. Were gone in a they were second. going pretty quick too. Well, I'm also a fat person, <laughs> and when there's food in front of me, I'm gonna breathe it in like it's nothing. But yeah, that's that's the whole thing. Don't be afraid of plant based menus, and uh, expand your horizons a little bit and try it. All right, before I get to my entree, I would like to say that I have been to Bare Bones before, and I had the Reuben. And you mentioned that you're a big Reuben Rubens guy. are one of my favorite I, things that have ever happened, ever. Yeah, I love going to a, a restaurant, and I'll, I don't care that I don't order different stuff. Like, I will just order the Reuben if they have a good Reuben. Absolutely. I 1,000% understand that. Bare Bones has a good Reuben. It's very Great. solid. Shout very out to the skeleton on the wall. Absolutely. But what I did get tonight, which I tried to go a little bit different than I usually do because I had had the room before, so I wanted to try something new. I did the white barbecue pulled chicken sandwich. Uh, it's like a cayenne brine pulled chicken with Alabama white barbecue coleslaw, uh, sweet hot pickles, and Arturo's brioche bun. Um, I also, was kind of surprised. Shout out Devin for having all the ingredients in line and perfect. Oh, yeah. Well, they put it on the menu. make it pretty easy. No, I'm just saying, like, big, <laughs> big respect for that, man. You're, you're crushing this, like, to hell. You're doing great, dude. And the brioche bun is uh, usually kind of overplayed, and you and I have talked this before. Yo, for real. It's usually you overplayed. Go to, you go to a place that is like known for their burgers, and you look at their menu, and everything is on a brioche bun, on a brioche bun, on a brioche bun, and it's like, okay, put it on something else. Tired of brioche. Right. But no, it was it was the exact opposite here. It was it was like one of the few options that I saw with the brioche bun. And I think it fit the sandwich great. Sure. Um, it was a very hearty portion, uh, like serving of chicken. It was very good. Um, I usually don't like coleslaw as a side. Like I can't stand it usually. Like coleslaw you get from the store. Oh, but this was <laughs> this was very sweet and very crisp and very light. And the sauce was very sweet. The only thing that I didn't exactly like was I usually like a pulled, either a pulled pork sandwich or a pulled chicken sandwich. I like to be really saucy. I like to be dripping out of the sandwich, you know. I want it all Hell over. yeah. That's my kind of sandwich, and it wasn't that. It was, I wouldn't say it was dry. It was just not 
as saucy as I wanted. I but it was sandwich, man. it was very solid. It. The chicken was not dry. The chicken was very good. Uh, the sandwich came together really well. I had some chips on the side and a pickle. Um, it was it was very solid, very solid. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Love Do you that. think they made their own chips? You think like there was just some dude with a like um, what's that instrument called? Mandolin. A mandolin, <laughs> cutting up super thin potatoes, and dropping them in a fryer. Those were house made. Mm. Those were house made chips, and they were great. Never in a hundred years would I know what a mandolin is, unless you guys told me. Well, a mandolin <laughs> is a, a, a super. It is. A, it is. A, it's well. like a, a four string, weird tuned guitar <laughs> yeah. type of like stringed okay. instrument. But a mandolin in the kitchen is a super dangerous, dangerous, remarkably sharp yeah, thing that you run vegetables through to make them really thin. Yeah, yeah. Like when I say dangerous, I mean dangerous. A mandolin is a sketchy thing to use. When I'm at the restaurant, they're like, hey, you uh, do this with a mandolin. I'm like, ah, is there anything else you could possibly need me to do? Because I do not want to touch a mandolin. <laughs> it's a nightmare. But no, I feel like my entree came together pretty well. Absolutely. It was, it was and a, it was pretty. It was appropriate and yeah, it was pretty. Yeah. It was very good. Good. Housemade chips, man. If you're at a restaurant and you are and you offer housemade chips, or not, not necessarily housemade chips, but if you offer any kind of potato chip thing, Housemade chips aren't hard to make. Focus on that a little bit and make them yourself because it go, it goes far. Yeah, I always tend to pick that choice as well. There's nothing better than a, a good housemade chip. Like when you go to a, a fair or a, some kind of parking lot carnival type of scenario and they, and they give that you that huge styrofoam of plate full of curly. deep fried curly chips, ain't nothing better than that. Right. I agree. Housemade chips are easy to make, so if you if you're in a restaurant and you don't do housemade chips, pull it together and do it. Uh, so then we go on to desserts, and they offered three, and uh, John didn't get dessert, but the rest of us each got yeah, we, one. We did get every dessert yeah, they offered. We, we had, yeah, and they were all delicious. Yes, they were. We um, it wasn't on the menu, so we can't be super specific about what was in each item, but we still got them. Right, and of course I did the happy dance, and and when he said uh, they had a vanilla bean creme brulee, I think six eyeballs looked at me and knew that I was going to get that. So yeah, bonus points. <laughs> bonus points. So uh, uh, yeah, shout out bare bones for having creme brulee because if it's a good, if it's a good creme brulee, I'm awarding bonus points. And, and it was man. Yeah, bare bones is going to get a bonus point from me. It was perfectly browned on top and had that crunchy topping on a perfect custard base and was a light finish to my meal. It was very good. I'll definitely give you that. I did have a bite of it, and I was a big fan. And it was a surprise to me, because after binging your guys' podcast and learning that Greg doesn't like to share his creme brulee, <laughs> you did He's share so very well today. I'm appreciative. <laughs> yeah. Also, real quick, we'll say, this is one of the first times we've gone into a dessert portion of our show and not took a break. Right. Yeah. And well, I thought I today, have to pee. Well, I thought maybe we could get through the first page. Okay. But if, if you want to take a break now, but we uh, I would love to do a pre-dessert break because I have to pee. Okay. Well, then let's take a break. Okay. We'll see you. You want to do your line? Yes. See you on the flip side. All right. We're back. I peed, and uh, we're talking about my dessert. Right. My <laughs> dessert. Honestly, it was just some chocolate caramel something. 
It was Count Chocula cereal based, wasn't it? It it was Count Chocula cereal based, and it was that same brewery that did uh, my my cinnamon toast crunch and my uh, Lucky Charms beer. Four fifty North. <laughs> no, not not. It was the one out of Fort Wayne. Whatever. That one. Oh, whatever one that one was. Uh two two somethings. Uh the Fort Wayne beer. Who does the cereal beers? Uh it that was involved. Um. I don't recall much he said, but and also I can't really call back to what the menu said because it, the desserts aren't on the menu. The dude right. just tells right, you. Right, they rotate, yeah. But uh, it was awesome. There's a picture of it on our Instagram for this episode. But uh, that's about all I can say. It was chocolatey, it was caramely, it had like a whipped, I think it was just a whipped cream with caramel drizzle on top and it was delicious. I think it was ice cream on the side. I don't think it was ice cream. It was, like it was, re- cream, it was yeah. really light and fluffy. I, think it I don't think really it was ice cream. cream yeah. I think that was right. at the same. It was yeah. so light that I don't think it was an ice cream. The cake was really good. The, the cake portion and the, and the whipped whatever portion was good too. What uh, I liked about your dessert is that it came out warm. It came out Right. If you put a, a, yeah. a cold, creamy scenario on some cakey, warm thing, like a, like a a la mode type of deal, always sick. I, I liked it because it wasn't overly sweet. Mm-hmm. It really it was, wasn't. It was, it was really easy to eat. Um, it didn't make your teeth hurt. Yeah. I like that. So uh, whatever this dessert was, uh, the people listening uh, who work there know. And that's about as far as I can go. But uh, I did love it, and I would eat it anytime. And then we go to Devin's beautiful dessert. Yeah, you got that banana cake didn't you i think the only thing that kind of threw me off is when i when i expect a cake i expect it to come in like room temperature it was slightly chilled like maybe it was in the fridge or something which sure, i understand sure. yeah you can't just let be. it sit now yeah exactly that's um, how it should be no cold i don't cake is how you serve cold cake is how you serve goddamn cake i don't agree i, I kind of agree with Devin here no um it no. should be, it, it should be room temperature yeah. and no. the frosting would be like a little bit softer, not little creamy. Not in a, a thick-ass, yeah. multi-layered cake like that. No, that shit's got to be cold, and you're right. In order to keep the structure, <laughs> maybe, yeah. 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 Yeah, and structure with food is real. Right. But, no, it was very good. It was very it was very dense. The banana flavor was definitely present. The banana flavor was very yes. up front. There was a, a hint of, of nut in it, I believe. Oh, sure, sure. It was very good. It was very good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it, I enjoyed the bite that I had. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could have ate it all either. It no, was yeah, really, I had to box up half of it. Take it it home, was yeah, really sure. dense. It would be good uh, watching TV all by itself with a big glass of milk. And, yeah. Yeah, oh, that would be milk. good. I think uh, adding to that, I think I might have, because I like food a lot. I like to eat food. I just inhale it. But uh, Sure, same. Let's yeah. go. Uh, I probably could have finished it if I wasn't sampling everybody's beer for like an hour and a half, maybe. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, that a little out. more space in my stomach, but it was if you, very uh, good. If you went out with good. just Greg for an episode of this show, that could have happened. <laughs> maybe. Because yeah. I was there, I'm like, hey, beer, let's go! <laughs> well, no, uh, and I definitely enjoyed my dessert, and then I wanted, <laughs> wanted to cross-reference your dessert uh, because I love vanilla bean. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite additives or favorite flavors. And to have a vanilla bean creme brulee was really cool. I thought that was a nice little twist. I've had, especially since doing this show with you, I've had and sampled lots of creme brulees. <laughs> this creme brulee, the vanilla bean part specifically, it was just, it was so light and fresh mm-hmm. and 
mellow. Yeah. It's the perfect ending to a meal for me. I get that. I yeah. agree. It like cleanses your palate, and then yeah. you can go out and, and I spend the night drinking or whatever you want to do. But <laughs> you ain't gonna spend the night drinking. But <laughs> he does occasionally. And I liked your portion size too. I felt like your portion size was very appropriate for dessert. Because yeah. really, yeah. a lot of times you get creme brulee and they bring it out, and I'm like, holy hell, that's why is it there's so much? Yeah, it was. Appropriate. Yeah, it, was it was appropriate. appropriate. It was appropriate, appropriate amount for like one person to eat after their dinner. And yeah. the the vanilla bean was, I thought, awesome. I think it hit you right at the like right at the beginning. Yeah. But then it, it, it finished really really nicely. Very good. It was. I didn't order a dessert myself, but I did try all three, and they were they were all very good. I didn't think to ask if they God, made Larry, their own you're desserts taste it, like. though. I did. I'm sure I the creme brulee, you, they did. You would have to, I would uh, think. But I'm not sure about the other ones. Yeah. Um, and then from there, we go on to presentation or any other notes that you might have before we go on to the scoring. I'll let Larry go first if you had any. Presentation-wise, I thought that it, was, it wasn't the best by any means. I will say it was a hair lacking. I feel like it was bare bones. And also, I think that maybe that's their brand. Yeah. So maybe was, that's what they're going for. It it's was just like the, minimal plating. All which the maybe is, when I think about it in that regard, maybe they crushed it. Yeah. The bare, the, the plain white plates, and we had square ones, well, and the big circles, and then the cast iron skillets were served on them, black and white, bare bones. I do I think... I kind of got it. Um, the way I felt, I felt it was very... Uh, it was very home style. It was a very uh, like comforting aesthetic. It was com yeah n- hell yeah that's the word. It was comforting. Um, you you look at it and it's it's not the prettiest plate you've ever seen by any means at all, but it was appropriate. It didn't take away from the food that was on it. Right. Um, I thought it was unique too. Like I said, most places you just get served that hot skillet and you might burn yourself. Or sure. Something like that. Sure. I thought it was unique. I thought it was perfect for what it was. Yeah. Maybe it helped with your cold setting, like Devin said. Like you know, it felt homey. Whatever, anything in a skillet is homey. I think. Absolutely. And the glassware to me was simple. It was all different shapes and sizes. Right. But it was just glass. And but each type of beer we the got, water, including the water bottle, it was yeah. just glass. And every type of beer, every all four of us ordered. It had its own. A, a grand total, we got like like fourteen different styles of beer, and they all came in a different glass. Yeah. And yeah. each style of glass worked for said beer. So, I guess yeah. I guess long story short, their plating was it was minimal and simple, but it was always appropriate. I think they feel like they really nailed the gastro pub aspect of it. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah they nailed the gastro pub yeah. aspect of it. On point. So uh, shout out them for for doing it right. A lot of places will just ah. They had their own style and they made it work. They made it. They you know they stuck to their style. Thousand percent. Yeah. A lot of places will take um a bunch of styles from a bunch of different types of restaurants and try to put it all together on one plate. And it's almost exhausting to look at and try to to digest it mentally, and it's it's hard. 
And I agree. I'm looking at their business card right now. And, and it's, it's the simple, same right? Thing. It's very simple. It's black and white. Has a bone on it. Um, yeah. So, so like with, with like their the name branding. and the type of restaurant they have and their branding and the way they present their food and just how they, they market themselves with their name as a company as a whole, they crush it. Yeah, absolutely. And really, in this day and age, branding and how you present yourself online and on a plate, that's j almost just as important as how good of how good your food is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. So yeah, they're doing a, they're doing great in that regard. I w gladly will say that they're doing awesome there. I can't say anything negative about that in any way. Do our guests have anything else to add to this? No, I think I, I pretty much I I kind of interjected a little a lot there, but no, <laughs> I think okay. I, I, I kind of yeah. just yeah, I kind of think I put all the notes I had I into that. Yeah, I think they just hit what they're trying to market. It's just bare and it's yeah. Being being there before being there I before think, once it was it was what I expected. It was hometown. Well, do you report. remember what it you was ate? Good. When you were there before. Yeah, the, the Reuben. Ruben. The Ruben. Yeah. Right, right, right. It was, um, yeah. Do you remember what, who you were with, what they had? I was with my wife, and I believe she had the mac and cheese, which John had. Okay. And I did not get a dish, of, a, a taste out of that either. I didn't get to share John's. <laughs> I didn't get to share my wife's. I didn't so, get any mac and cheese. You've been to Bare Bones twice, and both times, whoever you were with had the mac and cheese, and you yeah, still haven't had it. Exactly. And I'm a fan of mac and cheese. Yeah, low key. I'm a fan of mac and cheese. Yeah. Wait, just, why does that got to be low key? Cause I don't know. I mean, I make mac and cheese at key. home. When I go cheese, out to man. eat, it's like going out to eat and getting a grilled cheese. Which I would, I would mention they had a, a French, French onion, onion grilled cheese, good. which was really yeah, intriguing. I, did, I, I wanted to order that. I was very on the on the menu very much today. considering getting that shit. But uh, <laughs> well, like when I go out to eat, like I don't want to order something that I typically can make at home. I want to order something you know that I'm going out to get. Oh, so that's, that's why I don't point. order mac and cheese. But when someone orders mac and respect, cheese, it's like, hey, respect, man. give me some of that mac and cheese. You know? So I'm just getting shit on for ordering mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet. We're getting there. Just because I fist bumped homeboy with me, I was going to talk about how you got like chicken with all these spices and shit in your mac and cheese. That's I still tight. for mac and cheese, man. Still <laughs> there ain't nothing wrong with that, no, man. Nothing wrong with that. It was really good. No, I just like, wanted you to share. You go to a restaurant and order mac and cheese, and it's not going to be what you're going to make at home. Right. It's way different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But also, yeah. I know that you like to smoke stuff, and smoked mac and cheese is like... Doesn't fit in really the bowl. Really good. <laughs> it's really good. Have you ever smoked mac and cheese? I have. And how awesome was it? It's hit or miss. My dad could agree to that. I've made good mac and cheese, and I've made bad mac and cheese before. I think it's, well, all, I think it's all really about the roux, and how well, long you let your flour Can cook. you say anything about that? I don't ever recall having it. So, okay. So, that actually says a lot about that. Well, when he comes so over to my house, he likes to drink. Well, Maybe not as much when he's out. Well, I can say that I've, I've had a handful of things that you've smoked or made on your grill. And uh, your smoked mac and cheese is something that I'm, like, <laughs> so insanely interested in trying. I will I will make it. Yeah. We'll get to that at the end when we're done. That's okay. All right. Well, I what's, the, what's the next point? I think we're ready to flip over to the other side and start our scoring right. of. I better open my calculator because I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> the bare bones gastropub in Laporte is where we went for dinner well, tonight. My calculator is at a zero, just so you all know. And remember, the last score is out of ten, not five. Okay. okay well, uh, just break that down more as the further we go, because I still we've been doing the show for this is our second season, and I still forget because, like I said before. I'm a stupid person. 
Okay, so we our first score is for ambiance, setting, and mood. And I'll go first here. Um, I gave them a three and a half out of five. Um, and I think maybe it would go up after I, I heard your guys' opinions on, on why things were the way they were, but I'm going to stick with the three and a half. Um, the empty picture frames hanging on the wall I found unusual, and I didn't quite get it, if you'll, if you'll uh, allow that for me to say that. Um, I love the picture at the front with the skeleton holding the Reuben sandwich. Oh, that's my man. To me, Elton, it, man. to me, it it um, exemplified the name of their restaurant to a T. I thought it was, literally was perfect. Um, like I said before, I love the updated older space. I thought they did it well while keeping the integrity of the old flooring. Um, Hell yeah. And that's all I have to say. So, um, so three and a half. Three and a half out of five. Okay, and we're going this way. Right? Yeah, we'll go. Counterclockwise. Clockwise. So counter. No, it's clockwise. Have you ever seen a clock go this way before? If you look at it. No. If you're looking down at the clock, it goes. Regardless of which way you look at the clock, it's counterclockwise, brother. So it's me. Jonathan. Okay. I'm a stupid person too. I don't know. Well, I'm actually I'm going with the three and a half as well. Um. I don't. I don't know. I guess nothing really necessarily stood out. But it was, I, again, they just hit their marketing, I, I think. They're just simplistic. The the bare picture frames. I thought, like I said, I took it as those those two on both sides of the front entrance. Right? Like you said, you can view shoppers or the street. as like It was a coffin-looking type. <laughs> I mean, go back and look at it. It's, it I mean, it's cool, I think. It, it looked cool. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I don't think anything really necessarily stood out. The, I guess the biggest thing that confused me was how the restaurant side of it was black and gray and nothing really going on. And then the bar was, I mean, there was reds and masks on the wall and just more lighting. I, I don't know if you want your bar just more upbeat, so to say. I don't know how that played out, but... I, I'll just go with a three and a half just because nothing really necessarily stood out to me, I guess. I don't know. I think I'm on the same page with that. If they would bring that decorating from the bar out into the restaurant part, it would have been... Yeah. I, I mean, a three and a half is a knock on them at all. It's just oh, nothing... Oh, no. Oh, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Nothing is, necessarily stood out to me. Yeah. So respect, just, respect. We always say a three is an average score here. I so. mean, yeah. the, the mood was good. I mean, it was... I didn't have to shout to talk to anybody. It was, yeah. I thought it was nice. Even I over was, the Steely Dan? I love Steely Dan. <laughs> no, I tuned you guys out the whole, the whole time. Listening no, to like, the, when, I love when he Dan. brought that up at dinner, I was like, man, I fuck with this guy. <laughs> this guy likes Steely Dan. Even and with the mullet? Whatever, man. No, like, <laughs> this guy's got a mullet, and, like, he might... Back a truck in the parking spots, but he's cool. But he likes Steely Dan. <laughs> I drive a truck and I got a mullet. And I can't I like I, Steely Dan. I can't overlook the fact that this guy likes Steely Dan. Like that's so that's such a specific thing for a person to be into. That was like, dude, hell yeah, this guy likes Steely Dan. I I can't not back this. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to give them a four and a half, which is uh 
quite a bit higher than y'all, but um, based on the name of their company and the way they approach it, like you walk in and to the left side of you is just empty, ornate picture frames. And I'm a, I'm an art school student. I love minimalism. That's just something I think is really cool. Uh, a lot of just natural wood everywhere. I think it's neat. It works for their brand with their name. It all ties together. I thought it all worked as a whole, and I like that. Um, again, the fact that they were playing Steely Dan over the speakers, I was like, shit, yeah. Steely Dan, I, he, yeah, this is awesome. Pretty picture frame, Steely Dan, natural wood. You have, this is my left-wing hippy-dippy side coming out. Mike, you have COVID masks on your statues. Very cool. I liked it all. I'm going to give them a four and a half for for that. Thousand percent. All right. I, I ended up scoring them at a three and a half. Um, I thought like it was, like you guys said, it was pretty simple. Um, I really liked that they kind of kept uh, the old school Laporte building feel to it when you, when you, as soon as you walk in. Definitely. Um, the flooring and the ceiling, uh, mostly. It made you feel like, you know, this is a yeah, part like the, of Laporte history. Those ornate history. tiles on the ceiling, it was like that downtowny type of... Right. Yeah, I, yeah, for you, sure. you I bring that up a lot, actually. You're downtown. It's very, I like that they kept the history to the building. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, but I think I like the way they freshened it up with the yes. white paint. Yes. Sure. But I, I, do, I do bring that up a lot. Like when uh, we go into a restaurant and they have those <laughs> those old-timey or super ornate ceiling tiles, I all, I do like to mention that. It's just, it's it's gives you that, hey, this building's been here for a while and we want to respect that. I'm hoping Prime Steakhouse keeps those with their remodel. I, I They will. Shout out Prime. And uh, what's her name? Leslie. Shout out Leslie from Prime. This is neither here nor there, and I know anyone associated with Prime will never hear that, but Leslie, you're the sickest ever. (laughs) And for my mom, Larry wants to hang out with her. (laughs) She comments that every time when she listens to the podcast, she goes, Larry's going to say he wants to hang out with them, right? And the next thing you say is, I'd like to hang out with them. What's your mom's name? Teresa. You know what, Teresa? I'd love to hang out with you. If you do you like if you like sweet white wine? You like she likes her apple pie wine. I love apple pie wine. If you ever want to get together and drink apple pie wine and like pick on your son, I'm about it, lady. Like let's have some fun, man. We can have a good time doing this. I swear to God. What's up, Grammy? Love you. Shout out, loving your grandma. My grandma was the tightest. We talked about my grandma on the way here. We did. We did. Uh, okay, then we we move on to value. Uh, let John go first. Uh, for me, it's a five. I I don't I necessarily what you guys base this off of if it's cost to quality ratio. It's how based it's, on if you felt comfortable paying for what you received. A hundred percent. Five. Yeah. If you guys have a score higher than five, it's more than a five. Wow, that's I, a good compliment. I, I mean, there every beer I tried, besides the seltzer, 
I could I could stomach the seltzer. I just wouldn't drink it. You stomach that, it. That's just because I don't like <laughs> seltzers. Respect. But every single beer that I had, every single beer I had was awesome. I mean, whatever they don't brew them themselves, but right, right, all right, the beers right, right. I had were awesome. So obviously they have a good idea of what they bring into their restaurant, uh, quality wise. Uh, the food, like from the appetizer to all the entrees, I think I tried everybody's, but Larry's because he scarfed his tacos down in two seconds. <laughs> I am an uh, asshole. <laughs> That's what he's getting. Uh, and also, no, this is for sure no, our no, most profane episode we've ever put out. No offense, I'm not for any fake passion fruit meat, whatever it can be for anybody. I'm sure they were good, but it's I don't okay. I say it was fake meat because they're straight up saying, hey. By the way, this is fruit. Right. It's a meat it's, substitute. It, a it's a meat, meat substitute. Sub- I'm not I don't for think... a meat substitute. Okay. Per respect, se. respect, respect. Everyone's different. Everybody's got their own opinions. Um, but for the value that, uh, like their beer prices, I, we were talking about that earlier at five fifty to six dollars for a beer. All their entree. I think the highest price entree I saw was maybe. Eighteen. Bucks? Eighteen, I think. Yeah. I think it was. It might have been nineteen. Eighteen or nine. that's cheap. But whatever their their tip top like entree was, nineteen bucks. Yeah, that's you can, not that's respectable. Bad. Like yeah. if we went to like Proveco, you go anywhere. Their tip top entree is like sixty dollars. You go any like their pasta dishes are usually around like the twenty to twenty two. Like yeah, you can you can so, go to Bear Bones and get a uh, a crazy like. Whitefish pasta dish yeah. for nineteen bucks in, instead of thirty five dollars. Yeah, so uh, I absolutely get what you're saying. Value wise, for me, it was a straight five. I thought the drinks were awesome. All the food I tasted was great, and I won't shout it out online. I know what the total bill was, and for four people to go get an appetizer, four entrees, and like five beers, to six beers. We'll just we'll just round it to like thirteen beers, fourteen beers. For it was respectable. What, it was for very what respectable. we paid, at, it's an absolute five, if not higher. So credit to them. It was awesome. Well, I will be in a super similar boat to what John said. Um they had a huge spread of cool local different beers. And it like it wasn't like similar type of brews every beer they had was from somewhere local and they were all different kinds of beers which is neat like they had super dark 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 stouts they had citrusy ipas they had expensive shitty beers that taste like bush light and everything in between. Like, they really, they had, their beer spread was huge, and I think their most expensive beer was like 6 or $7. No, I'm, I'm giving them a five because everything was super, super reasonable as far as quality goes. You didn't have to pay a ton, and you're, you're getting a lot. You're yeah. getting a lot yeah, there for that. what you're paying. A thousand percent. Like he said, if you could go higher than five, I absolutely would. You're, you're getting a lot for, uh, for what you're paying for it, for sure. He really nailed it with that. So any, anything John said, I'm I'm backing up. What's your scoring? System? And I thought I, I thought that was I thought that was it was it was pretty good. But I'm kind of like a a tight one, I guess. I don't okay. like to go out and spend money like you like you said. You go to other places and you you get accustomed to that big bill. Sure, you know, sure. Me and my sure. wife go out or whatever. Me and my friend go out or whatever. And or you just go solo somewhere just to pick up some lunch and you end up spending way more than you got like cash in your pocket. You know. Sure, so, sure. 
Um, I did really respect their prices, especially for how good their food actually Absolutely, was. It was man. solid. Um, but I did, I said, settle on a four. I gave them a four for value. Respect, respect. Because it was very good, but at the same time, I'm a tight wad, and I want, I want everything a little cheaper. Is it the mullet? Know? It could be the mullet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. You get a discount because you only got to cut half my hair. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> just right here it's just right here shout out Vito getting your haircut just right here hell no but no I gave it a 4 uh, very respectable <laughs> prices uh, for very 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 wow yeah for a very good meal um, I agree with Devin and I gave them a 4 for value as well uh, I thought the as everyone has said the beers were very reasonably priced um, I felt the serving sizes were appropriate, but not overly, not overly appropriate. I mean, we didn't have anyone bring home anything except Devin with his cake. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But give it the home girl. Yeah, you didn't have. Yeah, shout, shout out, out her Paige. Name. What's her name? Yeah, Paige. shout out Paige. Shout out Paige. I'm sorry I called you home girl, <laughs> but uh, that is also a definitely a term of endearment. <laughs> so yeah, my score for value was four. Right on. We go over to Larry to start off the service portion. Service portion. Okay. Uh, Service portion. I'm going uh, 100% five. He made sure we were taken care of, but he wasn't overbearing. And then uh, what was uh, the owner's name? The owner's name was Blake. And uh, Blake also came by and made sure we had everything we needed, but he wasn't overbearing. He was so... He was so pleasant to us. Yeah. He was very pleasant to us. I thought that was a very cool part of the meal. Yeah. Cool. When he came over. He was very, very, very informative. He was nice. He was mellow. But he wasn't in our face. He wasn't over the top. He was great. I'm giving Joe, specifically Joe, from this place, a five. He was awesome, and he wasn't over the top. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not too far off on mine. Uh, I'm going to give the service a four and a half, four point five. 4.5. Super feel, close. Uh, yeah, I feel Joe was... When you go to a... a not that Laporte's a really a smaller town, but you go to a, a smaller town like Laporte, similar to Laporte, uh, you expect to run into a, a certain type of people. And Joe fit that description. He was very welcoming uh, from the first time that we got there. Sean and I got there a little early to get the table. Uh, very welcoming. Uh, made you so. made you feel at home when you sat down. Uh, he didn't put too much pressure on you, you know, uh, to order drinks real quick or anything like that. He was, he, he knew everything that was on the menu. Every time we asked him a question, he had the answer. Um, so, as far as the service goes, I'll give Joe a four point five. It was pretty good. Very cool. I also give the service a five. He knew the drink menus. He suggested certain things to John. He wasn't overbearing. And I thought, all in all, he did a good job. Yep. That's all I have. Uh, service, I'm going to give a four. Just, I, I think the only knock I might have, I thought Joe was cool. Awesome. I thought our food came out really quick. Um, Super quick, actually. Yeah. Uh, that may be because, like I said, we were probably early, I guess, maybe for a dinner rush. but Oh, for sure. We, I were, guess we were at I, that period. It was between lunch rush and dinner rush. We were just there. My only... I don't even know if this is... Like, I've worked 
fast food before. I've worked in the food industry before. What, like, where I, did you work? Uh, McDonald's for a long time. Um, was it cool? No, it sucked. Shout out all the teams. time. Like, was it was it any part of it tight? No. Oh, okay. Free up your body? No. <laughs> None of it was tight. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, like, I I can understand. Okay, so maybe, like I said, we were there for an early dinner. You would say, I guess. Thousand percent. So, so maybe they had a crazy lunch rush. Like that's maybe why they were at the was the Reuben dip that we wanted for an appetizer. Absolutely, that's why. You know, so maybe they were crazy busy for lunch, and he was. Actually, gets my main point. Why I gave him a four? My the only reason I gave him a four is uh, the only thing. I felt like we had like maybe a little bit of build up on our table. Our appetizer dish was empty for a long time before he took it away. We had a lot of those sample flights. Like sure. The, the little flight glasses. But in, in his defense there, mm-hmm. I was filling up a bunch of my chips that came with my tacos with that cheesy tomato I, shit. I get that. All right. Okay, let's move on to presentation, and Devin starts this. All right. I will start presentation. Sorry, he was passing me a beer. Yeah, the most important thing. That's the um, most important thing. For presentation in my notes... Um, I felt like my meal, and it varied very much differently between each entree. I I, I feel like sure. my meal came on like a like a nice tin uh, plate or True, a platter. But you or also tray. got like one of the only handheld sandwich type right, situations. Right, but I think it was a, way differently. It was appropriate to my meal though. Absolutely, like, that's the thing, though. Like, yes, yes, yes. Mine was appropriate to mine, and I feel like uh, Greg's was a very different entree. And yes. it was served very differently. Because technically, Greg was. got two apps, really. Right, but it was it was it was plated differently. App, yeah, uh, for mine, sure. mine came percent. out. Mine came out, and it was very. I don't want to say, uh, definitely not fast food, but like if you went to like a family picnic, and everything was cooked inside by your aunt, and they come out on a little tray, a little bit of chips and a pickle and a sandwich and a little you know paper over a, a tin. God, you're crushing this. It was it was very home style to me. I kept, home I'm gonna keep style. coming back to that. It was very home style. Thousand percent, dude. It was very um like small town port. I feel like it was very appropriate. Yes. Um, it yes. was very simple. It was it was exactly perfect for what it was. Absolutely. Um on that I can't I can't give a perfect score. I don't feel like I'm um I don't learn it enough to give it a, a, a perfect score on this sh- a podcast. So I'm going to give them four. Do what you want, man. Have fun. <laughs> no, I can't just come out here willy-nilly. Hand no, out you can. That's why you're no, here. No, absolutely not. Maybe on the next one. Um, okay, but I'm going to give well, them a four happen. for presentation because I, I, I saw not only my entree and how it was plated, but uh, your Greg, your entree and how it was plated and everybody else's was appropriate to what they ordered. So they did a very good job, I think, on presentation. I am seasoned on this podcast, okay. and I I give them presentation score of five. I thought everything was appropriate for, like Devin said, what he ordered. It was appropriate for him. I had that cute little cassoulet stew type thing, and it was a cute little casserole dish. And um, the other uh, item that I had, the cabbage char, was in a Dude, cast that, iron that charred cabbage was like some next level stuff. It was it, good. It was man. really good, yes. Um, yeah, and I thought everything was uh, appropriate and I gave them a five. 
Uh, I gave him a five as well. I'm a little confused as to why Devin's giving him a four. When I think of five on presentation, I'm thinking I'm blown away. It was very appropriate. I can't just hand out a five. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. I mean, that's fair. Dude, but, I yeah. mean, for what it was. You want to be on this show forever? Because, like, you're saying, like, I, can't, I, I just can't I can't give a five. Just cause, like, you're, you. you're crushing this, bro. I'm going to Gordon Lambert for like, I feel like Greg should do the show with you and not me. Yeah, I'm glad you agreed because I just said that. Are you guys like, taking applications? Right? Man, hey, shut up, man. Uh... But Damn. no, I give I give them a five if it's if if it's bare bones and you got empty picture frames and that's it's minimalistic if that's what you're trying to go for. No, spot on. Yeah, nothing was over the top like Devin said, but I I appreciated the cast iron uh, pans and dishes for everything. Like Devin said, it was all, it was like a diner feel, like a home style. Feel. Yeah, yeah. It was appropriate for what you ordered, and you had the. The taco slots or whatever, you know, it wasn't. Yeah, that little pyramidy tray, yeah, whatever you want to call that. It wasn't just tacos thrown in like a, a plate and like here right. you go try to eat They're taco on that, that nice tri- right, triangular exactly. thing. Yeah, yeah. so. Taco I, hoster. I give them a five. Yeah, that's the one. Presentation wise, I give them a five. I mean, the plates look cleaned. Everything yeah. looked nice. It's a five for me on presentation. Look good. I'm going to go on uh, in presentation, I'm going to go four and a half. Just because, uh, like he said, I don't want to throw around fives. Um, Jesus. No, like, I don't, I don't want to... All y'all sons of bitches is laughing. Literally all three of y'all are laughing. Um, I don't want to throw around fives like it's nothing. Um, but I'm taking all of this off of their, their branding... Their whole way they present themselves in a, a marketable scenario, um, it works. Everything looked nice. Um, I'm, I had jackfruit tacos and they looked like jackfruit tacos and a little, whatever you call those, peaky metal deals. That it, it looked like that. Nothing really blew me away. But when I think about the way that they brand their whole restaurant versus what I had presented to me, it all checks out. It all works. So, four and a half. Okay, so we move on to quality and taste. And, I and that's think the ten, right? Yeah, it's out of ten, and I think it's my turn to go first. Yeah. Uh, for quality and taste, I give uh, Bare Bones Gastropub in Laporte an eight. Um, everything tasted good, especially the app. And again, I'm going to reiterate, if that had meat in it, it would have been a great main. Um, and that's really all I got to say. Everything was good. i definitely go back for sure. I talked about this. Which is the thing, actually. You often don't say, I would go back. Right. And we talked about this on the way home. Uh, we live, or... I live in Valpo and you live in Crown Point. It's quite a drive for us to come this way. Sure. But I would I would make the trip to come back to Gastro. Uh, the bare, Absolutely. The yeah, bare, to visit us. The bare bones gastro. <laughs> uh, I completely agree. I would definitely, I mean, it's even farther drive for me. I'm, I'm a little south of the river where we have. Jesus North. Christ. <laughs> if you know where the river's at there, Larry. Um, <laughs> I'm, God damn it, I know where the river is, man. What, what river am I talking about? Kankakee. All right, good. Shut the hell up, mullet. Attaboy. 
Oh my uh, god, I'm leaving. It's a long drive, but I would definitely go back. I think, honestly, for the for the value that you got, price wise and quality of the food, you know, I don't, I don't do a podcast or I don't critique food places. I can get over gray walls and empty picture frames. If you got good food, sure. good prices, and your service is good, like Joe was, I can. Oh you know, I'll God. gladly go back. Yes, man. Um, so I, my score, my score for quality and taste was a nine. Um, I, I, I don't even know why it's a nine. Honestly, I feel like it should be a ten. Maybe just you just don't throw around ten. I just really don't throw really? around tens. <laughs> but, I, but I got judged yeah, for this. So I just, I just don't throw around tens like they're. Well, not hey, not. well, where, where's the river? <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, man. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think it, it, sh- it probably should be a ten. So maybe I might recalculate. My Why don't scores. you go to another half? Well, I'm going. I'm gonna interject here for a second, and you said something about. You don't critique restaurants and you don't have a podcast for doing this. I want to thank both of you guys for coming on the show and giving a different perspective. And it really shows that everyone has an opinion and it's very valid to it. Dude, for and, sure. Because, like, anybody that's listening to us, you want to be on our show and go out and eat with us and then come back and critique a restaurant. You're more than welcome to do that. Anytime. Thousand percent. He's and right. And we would love to have you two. Because like back when you anytime. say that, it's like okay. Obviously, we haven't plugged this their show, which we were are going to do when we're done with this. But like, I have friends who are people who run kitchens at like renowned restaurants. People love for sure, and they're like, I want to come on the show, and it's like, oh, well, we'll see. But the uh, the going out to eat world applies to everyone. It does. Everyone goes out to eat. Every single person in America goes out to eat. Yes. Everyone. It's a different taste for everybody. And it's absolutely a different taste for every single person. We all four of us went to a different restaurant today. Or we went to the same restaurant today, we'll all have a different opinion on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think Devin and I looked at it a little bit differently. Like, we were talking about it in the car when we were driving up to the restaurant because we knew we were going to be on the on the episode with you guys. If I walked in there and you guys never started this podcast or I was never going to be on the podcast, well, I, you are. I wouldn't even notice the little coffin sections in the windows. Right. Sure, sure. It's but not something you... I'd probably you see know. the picture frames, but I wouldn't really even notice and it. But that's care. not specific yeah. enough stuff where, like, me and you, I'm looking at you, Greg, we are food bloggers. That's that's a thing we do. That's your, that's what you're doing. And the, people, we, we host a food podcast. We do write-ups about it. We are food bloggers. And that's what I really like after I binge your guys' podcast. Thank you. At work, uh... Is uh, especially, I said to Greg at one point, uh, you guys do not the most known, like the well known restaurants in the area. Sure. Which gives you a, a better chance to go explore a new restaurant. You're we not tried, uh, like, but you guys explain it in such a way um, that maybe like we wouldn't normally look at that when we go into a restaurant. You make sure. it very, very cool like, and uh, a really to to nice a, perspective. I of, really of appreciated that comment when you yeah. said that. A thousand percent. I, that means a lot to me. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll go to a, a restaurant where it's like, hey, this place, like, 
this is a cool place. People like this place. People are going to give a shit about what people think about here. Right. But this place might not have a ton of media coverage. Let's hang out here. Let's approach it in a way that we do. And it, it works. Yeah, you guys bring a really cool uh, light to to maybe lesser known restaurants well, that are also I very good. I appreciate that. Very, very much so. Yeah. Thank you very much. And it makes me happy to hear that you didn't only go out to eat with us, that you guys were talking about it on the way home. Yeah. That okay. means a lot that, you know, people are starting Definitely, to, man. to think about, you know, the experience you just had and... And to share it with others, I think that's a great thing. Well, because it's like, you guys are changing the way. That, yeah. too. Uh, Devin and I and both of our wives, we just went on a double date a couple weekends ago to a, another restaurant. A pretty well known. Why don't we do an episode on that shit? We'll just say restaurant. I won't, I'm not going to drop anybody. But well, when we're it, off air, we're going to talk about it. Okay. In the back of our heads, I mean, my dad knows <laughs> They would have got In the back of my head. <laughs> After listening to your guys' podcast, you know, I felt bad for Devin and Paige because they had never been to this place before. Me and my wife had. And the service was just so bad. So people, oh, sure. So you, know, you guys have mentioned before, they can be on an off night. Anything. Oh, absolutely. Happen. That's a real thing. Yeah, we're all humans. This service was so, so subpar that I think it ruined it for Devin and Paige for being there. Like I agree with that. You yeah. know what I mean? Now that you're looking at a different perspective, like if you go into it thinking like, oh, I'm just for food. Okay, the food can be fine, but your your waiter, It's the whole hostess, experience. Yeah, it I, is. I feel like you guys' podcast encompasses yeah. the entire experience from the moment you guys get out of the car and walk up to the restaurant. Thousand percent. And then you come home, especially when you guys do the portion where you eat the dessert at home. I really like that. No, like we'll we'll be walking into a you extend we'll the experience into a restaurant. The next day, this which happened is really today. Cool. Yeah. This happened today, and Greg's like, take a picture of the of the sign. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. What? Why? <laughs> well, that's what I it's mean, a that's, real thing. Like yeah. the way a building looks. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a thing. I think Larry has a great train of thought when it comes to that. Oh, I don't. You. I don't. Hold on a second. I'm not done. I I don't necessarily agree with his thinking. But I appreciate his thought about it. If you go to a restaurant and it doesn't meet up to your standards, give them a try another time. Yes. Go to a place more than once before you decide if you You, like it. You believe that too. But I'm on the flip side of that. I agree with that to a certain extent because people can have off nights like you said, John. But there's so many places out there that you could spend your dollars. Do you really want to go and... I get, I get that. Throw it out the window again on a bad experience. So I understand I, that. I, I don't know where to go with that. That's agreeable. Yeah, yeah. I 100%. agree with Larry's thought, but then I, I don't know. So well, especially yeah. if it's like fool me once, <laughs> right? Fool me twice. <laughs> where Devin and where Devin and I and our wives went, you know, it's a, a very it's a name. It, it's, it's a an name. Expensive yeah. dinner, well, you know, and if you have a poor experience the first time. Well, what makes you want to go spend another hundred and twenty dollars, so to say? A thousand percent. You and know, I think it's 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 tough. It's well, tough. and this this goes to Larry's point. I've been there, and I've had an excellent experience. And then I've been there, and I've had the experience that you guys had. Right. That it wasn't that good. So, well, um, I think before we get into scoring this restaurant, I'm going to take a second, just because I have to pee really bad. 
looking at what we have been scoring. Right, so, yeah, no, like our, our final, we're, we're coming close to our final number, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so I want to take a minute because I have to pee. Okay. 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 All right. Uh, additional pee break. Um, this is, we got hella dudes in a room and we're sipping bourbon. I shouldn't say sipping because I'm slamming bourbon and having fun with some dudes. So we're chilling. Uh, anyway, so where are we? Quality and taste? Quality and taste, and we're up to you. This is a score out of 10. Out of 10. I'm going 8. Okay. Uh, I'm going 8 just because, like I said before, I don't want to throw out 10s left and right like it ain't shit. Um, also, 8. Super good score. Uh, what you're getting at this place is pretty solid. Like, you're getting quality food, you're getting quality beer, you're getting quality service, and you're not paying a ton. That's why I'm going eight. Eight, eight out of ten? I mean, that, that that's a that's a B plus awesome. as far as, like, academics go. That's a decent score. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and we're up to Devin. All right. I am going to give a score of nine on quality and taste. Holy that shit! Because I'm not factoring score. in anything else besides quality and taste. And I feel like just on quality and taste alone, the food was very, very good. Shit, yeah. The food was very good. The only the only complaint, which the only reason why they didn't get a 10 besides the fact that I don't like to hand out 10s on my first episode. That's <laughs> what I'm they, saying. They, this motherfucker is just on this show now. They could have <laughs> gotten a 9.5 if they had perhaps a substitute for the chips. I just was not a fan of my chips. Okay. I feel like it was very, it was very home... Uh, well, I'm, I'm an idiot, and I didn't read it. So, for that fact, um, I didn't like the chips. I felt like there could have been an alternative side that would have made my meal better. Well, but for quality and taste, everything that I ate, and I sampled a lot of different stuff today, um, I'll give them a 9. It was very, very good. I would, I definitely enjoyed my experience today. Good score. Yeah. I love homemade chips, and I uh, have bringing up the homemade chips on his quality and taste score is ridiculous and those chips are awesome. <laughs> That's all I got. Okay, so recapping our scores, um, we again, we were at Ga- uh, Bare Bones Gastro Pub in Laporte. Uh, I give them 25.5 points and I'm awarding a one point Creme brulee bonus. Woo! Yeah. Creme brulee bonus. <laughs> it was very good. I, For, I say that that's like a rarity, yeah. but that's actually pretty normal stuff that happens. You need to have like a siren alarm yeah. sound effect when that happens. Like, oh, I, I want to get a, a soundboard set up. Well, well so the me. total points is 26.5, and when I divide that by 6, the score mm. for bare bones is a 4.4 for me. I'm pretty solid score. It is. Uh, me or Devin? You. Alright. I got a 4.4 as well. Without Ooh. the crampole bonus. So <laughs> shit. I, this is some new shit. I, I'm either just nicer or I was just hungry and enjoyed food and beer better. Either one works. Uh, either one works. Um, I Really all I can say is it was delicious. I wish it was a little bit closer to my house because I would go a lot more often. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be like a, hey, double date slash once in a blue moon type thing just to make it. it I mean, it's a far drive for me. Um, I, 
I don't even know. I, but it'll be worth it. The yeah. 4.4 should honestly, it should be higher. The only thing I really was a low score on was the 3.5 on the setting and mood just because it was, I guess it's just different strokes for different folks type thing. It was just... Fair enough, respect. It was just kind of gray and dark and just whatever, really. But everything else was a 5 or a 4. Right on. Or a 9 for me. It was awesome. I would definitely go back. So, a 4.4 for me. I gave them as a whole a 27, which uh, boils down to a 4.5. And, um, and it's only because I'm, do- I'm doing like the the art school asshole side of me. Um, the aesthetic is a little tired. I've seen it at a million places. That's why I'm only going 4.5 in the end as a whole. I find it funny that we're all qualifying high scores. <laughs> can I ask, can I ask given, a quick question, though? Give yeah. it 4.4. Really quickly. I feel like you say the same thing in a lot of the, like, in, in the first season. Like you said, whatever about putting the wavy sheet metal on a bar and, like, sure. whatever bar top, it's the same thing, same old shit, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, because it works. Okay, but I maybe that's just, like, the new... The new phase, like yeah. Towards, yeah, but like just because the, it's the new aesthetic phase doesn't okay. mean everyone needs to do it. So, but like, what's going to amaze you? Like you, like you guys, someone who who does literally anything else. Like what? Like what? Do you, what do you want? Well, there. I mean, there. I I, I would love to walk into a restaurant that has With local, a marble bar local, or what? Like something other than exposed wood and wavy sheet metal. Anything else? Okay, it's All the right. same shit everywhere you go. I'm just wondering. That's it though, but okay. it's like, and I, and I get what you're, I, I totally understand what you're getting at, but it's just like, it's the same shit where you go, okay. and people do the same shit where you go because it works, it looks good. I don't feel like we saw that here though. It wasn't, it wasn't totally. I mean, they did have a simplistic, uh, sure like mindset, it, I guess, when they designed it, but it wasn't totally simple. Like, it, there, there were things that stood out. Right, and that that's why I didn't go super low, yeah. because it, it totally it totally works for their branding. It it really does. Um, it's just, but it's just quality. you can only go to the same restaurant so many times, and the aesthetic is the same regardless of where you go. Um, I love I love design. I love art. I might not be the guy to judge the way your restaurant is branded I, sh- I probably am not because I'm I'm a design asshole and I, lo- I love that stuff but so many places have the same aesthetic locked down and so many places have that same aesthetic locked down because it works and that's why you do it and I totally get that that's why you're doing it because it's a safe bet like yeah you, like, you have this like exposed wood exposed brick galvanized metal type of deal like, yeah if it ain't broke don't fix it but at the same it time broke, don't fix it you gotta exactly risk why. it to get the biscuit so if you want a five you better bring your a game you know what i mean God, that's yeah. every question you just asked me he answered <laughs> it if you if you want to do something really cool then do something different than everyone else is doing right. if you want to but you also you're doing what everyone else is doing because what everyone else is doing it's works successful yeah well again because i think it's also like people aren't food critics so to say, like sure. breaking it down like this, what do they want? They want good service and a good meal. They're not necessarily looking at what's on the walls and oh well, no, he is he is more of that. 
And I'm no, like, but I'm just saying, like in general, as a general population, most people probably don't notice. Sure, the exact sure, same but that's that's something I notice. There's a thousand percent something yeah, yeah. I notice, and yeah. most places are branding them, branding themselves, and putting the decor in their restaurant as what everyone else is doing yeah. because it works. So out of thirty, I give bare bones in the fort a twenty-five. Okay. After divided by six is a four point two, which I think is a reasonable score. I totally feel like reasonable. Very much reflects the experience I had. Thousand percent. It was very good food. It was very good beer. I tasted a lot of new things today, especially the beer because we had a lot. But it was yeah, it was it was very good. The service was very good. All around experience. I definitely go back there. Definitely go back. It was is good. Four point two. Your guys' lowest score. No, absolutely well, not. Is your hardest food critic? No. On this episode, but, I mean, we're, there's four scores, and they're basically the same. Yeah. We just got there different ways, and I don't think we should be apologizing for No, I think a four... We definitely I think, shouldn't be apologizing for anything, because all in all, this place got, like, I think well, a, like a high B, like for a me, seven or some shit. Like, yeah. that's a decent score, For man. me, For me, a 4.2, I feel, is a, a very strong score. Absolutely. Yeah. You're point eight with... Point eight away from a perfect. Yeah, you're very you're you're very close to perfection. That's a good score, I just, bro. It was. It's not like a, a five across the board. I wasn't blown away anywhere, you know. but everything was very good. And it, yeah. it's, very good. I think it's different points for all the different mm. people. Like, yeah, you thought it like the environment, so to say, like was cold. Like, yeah, sure. And the person who aspect, I was. No, it was a very respectable score. I think the only downside I gave to it was like just again, just maybe like a crowded table. A little more sure. clean up on the table. I'm just OCD like that, though. Like, if I see a crooked pillow on a couch, I'll go, I'll stand up and go fix it. Like, people are just different on their different critiques. But I think absolutely, we can all, we can no, all that's 100% that right, dude. Yeah. We can all agree that the beer was good, the food was good. I would definitely go back if it was closer to me. And honestly, I would go if, back eventually, if it weren't for me being a guest on your guys' podcast, I would have entirely over. Like, the first time I went there. And I can say that because I actually went there before. Sure. Uh, my first experience there, I didn't look at any of the decor. Mm-hmm. I didn't look how it was presented on the plate. You sure, know? sure, sure. I totally based my experience off the food. Yeah. You know, I had a very normal experience. I didn't, you know, look to critique crit- crit- uh, that word, critique everything. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so it's a different. It's a different <laughs> way to to. To look at my experience there, as opposed to just going there to eat some good food. And you're right, and you nailed it. Was it was good. It was very good. That was a really good way to not a. Uh, how do I say it? You were approaching being on a food podcast, right? As opposed in a to way just, of being a regular person, right? Yeah. And you so nailed it. Totally different. You did too. So like that was that was just a cool thing, where it's like, hey, obviously me and Greg do this. This is the thing we do. Right. Like, we, we go to a restaurant and we talk about it. But we had two other people who went to a restaurant and talked about it. But they approached it in a completely different way. Yeah. But in the end, the outcome was decently similar. Right. I feel like you leave that experience, whether you're looking to critique it or not, with the same outlook. But you just don't really consciously think about all the stuff that you're critiquing. Right. You know, you a thousand leave percent. With, with the same... I had a good experience or a bad experience, but you just don't look at it as I'm trying to rate this place. Absolutely, right. man. But it was very good. Absolutely. Yeah. So all in all, um, 
I think it was a very successful episode having guests on. For sure. Really happy with uh, this launch of this season here. I do. I am too. I'll be interested to hear the editing version of it. There's not much editing happening. <laughs> I just I honestly, I wish, I wish I could have been there for more of the beer this morning. That was my only, my well, only down point. Greg wasn't there for a lot of it either. <laughs> I'm really interested in hearing your your guys's. I was going to call you boys, and that's just the dad thing. <laughs> of me. But uh, I'm really interested in hearing your perspectives as being young fathers. You know, we hear the struggles and the stripes of being a young mom and all they have to deal with, but there's not the male portion of that. One, right. I will there are a thousand percent back that yeah. I for sure will. Also, I will never, ever, ever, ever in any circumstance undermine a young mother because they have to do. I wasn't doing stuff. that. You're not. You're not. You're absolutely not. And I'm not saying you are. I'm just supporting young mothers. Yeah. Well, they're they're very different, but equally difficult. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. Being a father and being a mother are both insanely hard, uh, and they both come with their own things. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just feel like what mothers deal with is a lot more publicly talked about. Well, that's my point exactly. Exactly. And, and well, you're right. And I will respect that. that. Part of the problem with, uh, what, what do you want to call it? Society. Everyone, sure. Everybody wants wants to talk about you know women and their mental issues, but no one wants to talk about men and their mental sure, health. Sure, because like, people want to talk about, because obviously... When you're a mother, you have to you have to carry the child, you have to birth the child. There's a bunch of things about it, but there's a lot of stuff that with being a dude like comes with financially taking care of the child and this and this and this and this and this, and that's not talked about in a ton. Mothers are really, I don't want to say dramatized by any means because mothers are super important, but not a lot of people, fathers don't get talked about that much. Right, so exactly. Fathers. And fathers are super important. I think, what is it, 60% of children are more likely to end up to drop out of school if their father isn't present in the home and stuff. So it's important. Super true. Fathers Um, to be important. I graduated from high school and my father wasn't present in my home in any means. And my dad is a huge piece of shit. But he wasn't around. But I turned out okay. But also it's because my mom is fucking sick. And apparently a really good cook, so we need to. I need. My to, mom is. I need to get some of that. I I've heard you guys on your podcast, and I well, I want to try it. Show. I would love to get my mom down in this basement. Yeah, show. that'd be cool. Because my mom not only is a good cook, but my mom can also drink us under the table. I'm down for my that. My mom is a hard ass. My mom is incredible. Uh, my that. stepdad is incredible, because my stepdad really just took the place of being uh, a father. Last quick thing. And then we can, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can cut off whenever because you guys, I think, mentioned about the lemon rice in multiple episodes about your mother cooking for you and stuff. Absolutely. You should review it, but nobody can do it. Uh, April 9th, that's a Saturday. I'm doing a massive cookout. We're coming. Are we Everybody, inviting the listeners, Sean? All I'm asking is people to bring it, like, just a side. I'm taking care of all the protein. You like lasagna? Huh? You like lasagna? That's not a side. That's not true. Yeah, but I make really good lasagna. <laughs> okay, I love lasagna. Okay, well, I'm going to bring a lasagna. <laughs> okay. Nobody's going to eat it. That's a terrible thing to bring to a cook. I'm going to eat lasagna. <laughs> my man. My man. He is going to eat the lasagna. Fuck you. I'm going to eat lasagna. April 9th, I'm doing a massive cookout. Like, I'm talking everything. So, you guys come. We can review it. We can talk about it. 
our podcast will be up and going by then. We'll do a dual podcast on it or something. We'll do something. We're gonna do. It's gonna something's gonna happen, and uh, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. I'm not gonna bring lasagna, but I will bring like chips or some shit. Please don't bring lasagna to a party.